Welcome back to the More Life Podcast. Season 2 is officially underway, and let me tell you, the boys are buzzing. It's going to be a great episode here for guys today. It's going to be talking about confidence. What is it? Where does it come from? What's its role in life? And how important is it to navigating through different obstacles you go through in your life? So Matt, why don't you get us started? Where does confidence come from? Uh, I think confidence, many, many different people have different uh, interpretations of what it is. But in my opinion, I think confidence comes from practice and experience mainly. Um, I think uh, you gain confidence when you practice something over and over and over and you become so good at that thing that you don't really have a reason not to be confident. Yeah, I feel like it's especially important. Like, I think you definitely get more of it as you go through like different kind of life experiences, like meeting a lot of new people, doing a lot of events you've never done before. And- just kind of more life experience in general. Do you think there's any role between um, having confidence and, like, for example, being shy as a kid? Um, possibly, yeah. I, I think being shy as a kid may close off opportunities of being confident. Maybe I, I don't know. It's I don't know if that's a great uh, way to put it, but um, possibly. How, what do you think about that? I think maybe a little bit, but then again, like I feel like people's although the core values may stay with them, like from their childhood time, like. I feel like their personality just developed so much over the years, especially like, you know, let's say like middle school or teenage years, like they could let, they could be very shy as a kid, but still be like a very outgoing and confident person, like as they get older. So I don't really think there's like a direct relationship there, but I can see situations where like, if they felt one way as a kid, like something like traumatic happened, then they may feel like obliged to like kind of stay that way. Yeah. Yeah. And with confidence, I mean, obviously everyone has their own level of how much confidence they have and you can have too little, just the right amount or even too much. So, um, well, what do you think too much confidence looks like? For me, too much confidence looks like you're kind of just like walking in your room and like you think you're like, you think you're better than everyone. You don't feel like they're on the same level as you. And I guess you don't, you feel like you don't have to like do as much or work as hard for the same opportunities like as others. So for example, for me, like, um, one time where it would be not, it would not be a good thing to have too much confidence would be, for example, job interviews or maybe like a school. Like if you're going to a job interview and you're expecting to get the job, like, yes, it's good to expect that and like have that um, thought. But at the same time, I think if you're too like overconfident, that could definitely be to your downfall. You may not prepare as well for that job if you hadn't felt that way. Right, right. So I think there's like a fine line between confidence and cockiness that um, a lot of people may not know the line between. So cockiness is more of like, what do we determine cockiness as? Are we, are we saying that's more of like a, you can really tell when someone's cocky. Like when you walk into a room, you can tell who's the cocky guy. Like it's usually pretty obvious to, um, to tell. And there's this little saying I have here that, I mean, I think is pretty accurate. Cockiness is acting like you own the place and confidence is like you've been there and you already know the place. That's a good point. Cause Kai, I feel like cockiness is kind of just like, you expect everything to go your way. You don't really like have any doubts or you feel like you only have to try as hard or even like do as much if you're cocky. But if you're confident, that just shows that like you understand like what's going to happen. And you like, you think you have, you can, you feel like you can influence what's going to happen. Whereas cockiness is more of just like, um, your kind of belief that you don't need to really try or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So even like, I mean, someone that's cocky and someone that's, you know, fair amount of confident, um, they could both have the same, knowledge or skills or anything like that it's just that the way that they carry themselves that would determine whether they are confident overconfident or cocky yeah you could be cocky but also be like for example you i said like if you're cocky you might not work as hard or like try as hard or think you don't need to try as hard but you could be cocky and very 
like good way to do that. I feel like you see that a lot with athletes. Like football players, like they're very cocky. They talk about on and off the field. Then like they come on the field, they still play very well. That's just because maybe that kind of like drives their motivation to work harder. I don't know. That could be definitely. It could something. be a thing where like they're especially in front of like that whole media thing. You know, they have thousands of people, millions of people watching them, and they say like I'm going to do this. They're being held accountable to do that, so that's going to be a mo- extra motivation for them. You know, in the gym or in the off season, anything like that. Yeah, plus I feel like with these times, like athletes, like they've kind of, this kind of been like praised a lot. If, if they play well anyway, like, where it could, it could get to the point where like that they're kind of being fed their own cockiness, where it's not only them as cocky, it's kind of like their cockiness is kind of like a by factor of like the environment they're around and like what people are telling them on a day to day basis. I, feel like. I agree with that, especially with social media. Um, I mean, they go on, you know, Twitter and they see all these tweets going after them after like one good game and, you know, people saying like, oh, you're the best, you're, you're the goat, you're, you know, all this stuff. It, it'll definitely mess with your head, and I think that attributes to the cockiness that we could see. That's true. It'd be interesting to see, like, if athletes, for example, if they've gotten, like, more cocky over time. I don't know how you'd, like, look at that or measure that. That is interesting, based on the fact that there are social media and not social media. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That would be interesting to see. Plus, even media, like, there's much more media coverage. Like, think about, like, all, like, the TV, like, sports shows like ESPN, like, NBC, like, Fox, CBS. There's so much more now. I think now there is compared to then. Like, where there's less less games on TV, so you're getting you're getting exposed to like athletes and like you kind of interact with them on Twitter. But I'm sure they obviously won't respond to you. But yeah. you, you could try, you can put it out there, and they may see it. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely. All right. So is our confident people tend to be more successful? Is that a trend that we see? I would think so. Yeah, because I feel like with confidence, they just kind of a, have kind of a greater ability in their self to do to do things, and that kind of leads them to make productive decisions that lead to ultimately lead to. Um, them being, being successful at things. For example, like, uh, I feel like confident people are more likely to work harder at things just because they feel like they know what they're going into. And like, although it could be difficult for them too, like they have a greater belief in themselves and ultimately that shows in what they do, I think. So do you think it's safe to say that you can attribute more of like the positive, um, characteristics with someone who's confident and more of like the negative characteristics with someone who's uh, overconfident or cocky? I would think so, yeah. So, like, so with someone that's confident, for example, they may have, like, a lot of self-discipline. Like, you know, they're, they're never going to miss a gym session or they're never going to not study for a test, that kind of thing. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, confidence, I think, if you have that, I think kind of another thing to take into account is I feel like it also kind of, like, spreads people around, too. Like, if it was, like, a team, like, a, for example, like, a project for, that a work was working on, like, if someone has a lot of confidence in that project, that could kind of, like, be kind of... Contagious. Contagious and spread to others who may not feel that same way, but if they're with these confident people, that could lead to them kind of having that same belief, you know? Yeah, there's many, many scenarios we can really attribute confidence to. It could be, uh, you know, anything going from talking to a girl at a bar or, um, at, like just playing sports. Like there's so many things that, uh, confidence attributes to. And I think, uh, I think every scenario is different. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think it could be used like a lot. Confidence kind of goes like, do you think confident people are more like personal people? Not personal, but like they're better off like individually or like compared to others who are in a group. Let's say like there's a group and one person's like confident. Do you think he like does better in that group or like? That's hard to say. I, I think maybe it's hard to say all of them. I wouldn't say all of them. I would say a good amount though. I would agree with that because, um, I don't know. I, like I said earlier, confidence, I think just positive characteristics usually goes with someone who's confidence. So how does someone gain confidence? Do you think that? I'm going to go off, stem off of what I said earlier and just 
both like practice. If you're practicing at whatever you want to be uh, confident in, whether that's preparing for a test, if you want to be confident on all the material in unit one, then you got to practice and study and study and study and study. And you'll, you know, you'll, you'll date confident once you know the stuff. I think that's, I think practice and especially experience is going to be a big factor that, uh, you know, plays into that too. I mean, if, if you've been around the road many, many times, you, you know what's coming, you know how it is, you, you know what's going to happen essentially. And then I also believe that uh, self-belief, believing in yourself is another factor that plays into it. Where if you don't believe in yourself, how can you be confident in yourself? Yeah, I like the point you made about being on that road many times before. Because I feel like there are people who, although they work very hard, they're still very anxious. Like, for example, you brought the example of like a test. I feel like there are a lot of like students out there who like study very hard and like they're very good students, but at the same time, like they get like very nervous and get anxious around tests. Yeah. But I feel like if you're around that for long enough, you do well, you see yourself do well for long enough, you can kind of, you kind of know they're going to do well. For me, that kind of happened with me too. I remember when I was, a sophomore in high school, or no, sophomore in college, I remember I'd get very anxious for a lot of tests. But now that I'm like in grad school, I feel like I've done well enough, like over a period of time where like now it's kind of like, because I obviously, I obviously have to work hard, but at the same time, I kind of expect like myself to do well or close to what I expect, just because yeah, been yeah. down that road before, you know? Yeah. And, um, I want to bring this back to different scenarios. So let's compare two scenarios here. We'll, we'll do scenario A, uh, you're studying for a test. That's the whole scenario. You know, you got to study for this test to get a degree. And scenario B would be uh, some kind of social interaction, whether it's a bar, restaurant, anything, and you're trying to get a girl. Between those two situations, do you think that one situation, let's say A, uh, with the test, may you might need more or less confidence than the other situation? I think, honestly, for comparing those two scenarios, you would probably need more confidence like if you want to approach the girl, because like with a test, like you could answer like three questions and be like kind of your mind's off that, getting anxiety into like what you're remembering about the material. Whereas with a girl, like it's like your whole approach kind of everything. That's like your first time meeting her. So like, yeah, if you're walking up with like, I don't know, if you're walking up with like you're looking down and like you're not, you can't make eye contact with her. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely like, like a really bad sign. Yeah, and yeah, definitely that's noticeable. And then that's like then your whole. Approaches killed after that anyway. Yeah, then so. you start thinking about yourself, like, oh, how do I look? You yeah, know, exactly. I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like any kind of social situation requires more confidence than just like, in most cases, than just like a regular like work or school situation. I feel like. So how do you think confidence uh, affects day to day life? Like, do you think we do you think confidence can be attributed to many decisions that we make in day to day life, or uh-huh. do you think it's more of like a sporadic thing, like here and there, like you'll need it, or or do you think it's like consistent, like every day? that level is going to be needed. I feel like since people are generally like into routines a lot, I feel like it's not as important in day-to-day life, but it's definitely important to have it more sporadically just because, of course, you want to stay confident all the time, but I feel like things don't change as much in a day-to-day life as they do like like with big events like over time. Like, for example, um, like you mentioned approaching girl in the bar. That's definitely a good time to have confidence. And like, mm-hmm. But obviously, I don't think you're doing that every day. So Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind I mean, of maybe some people. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true for some people. But it's not, yeah, it's not really the same scenario. I feel like. Do you think people who have confidence are like have like a better morale? Would you say? Uh, define morale. They're more, they're more positive. More positive in general. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I think people who are confident are generally speaking more uh, positive, not just with themselves, but uh, just a positive person to be around. I mean, I mean, 
you see people out there, uh, if you're around someone confident, you're, you're going to have a little bit of time. Like, it's not going to be like a, like awkward silence. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, you'll definitely have like a good time with someone who's confident, I believe. It is. Yeah. It makes sense because they expect things to go well. You know? Yeah. So I want to bring this into another, another scenario here with a job interview. So in a job interview, obviously you're trying to impress to get the job. And obviously you want to look confident, all these things. Do you think acquiring like fake confidence would be a good strategy or is that noticeable? That's tough. Cause like fake confidence, I mean, you obviously want to make yourself seem confident, but you don't want to relay an image that's not yourself. Like if you can be, I guess, fake confident in a way or like be confident in a way that's like who you're, you're, you're still being you. You're like, you're being authentic. And it's like people that you're going to be around, like a job interview. I mean, you obviously want to get that job and be around those people for like a long time. If it goes well anyway, like then I guess don't stray too much from who you are. But I mean, definitely be like, be confident. Don't be like, like awkward, you know? I yeah. guess it's as, I feel like I'm not explaining that, that too well, but. Well, no, I get what you're saying. And like for a lot of people, at least, I mean, I think a lot of people actually lack confidence. I think for a lot of people, what fake confidence look like is actually being normally confident in their abilities. I think a lot of people out there are not really trusting in themselves or understanding the skills that they actually have compared to others, just because we're always, I feel like we're always comparing each other. That's true. We are always comparing each other. So, yeah, I think acquiring fake confidence just for a job interview is actually just maybe sometimes getting to the level that you may need to be at. Yeah. But think about, like, let's say you you brought up the scenario of a job interview. Let's say, like, you were in the waiting room and you hear about, and let's say it's for the job of um, an engineer. And, uh, you heard you the guy who's next to you who's coming up next before you. You heard you said like heard him talk about his resume. He worked like he said like some great like internship and like he worked at this company and that company that are like both like very highly regarded. Would that like bring a person down just like just from that? You think like yeah? Because I mean you're definitely comparing yourself to other and that's affecting your your confidence. So yeah, so maybe you didn't have the internships at those like high quality places, but you have a couple other things. If you're confident in yourself with those other attributes that you have then you just go with it yeah and maybe maybe you're not maybe you're completely insecure about it maybe you go into the interview and you know you say although i'm probably this probably isn't realistic but maybe you say like you've uh seen or worked in or volunteered at these higher companies before and just completely lie about it yeah that could be an attribute to uh being underconfident yeah because true. of or insecure because of uh that guy's previous history that's true. I feel like people who like are not confident tend to tend to like, lie more and like are kind of insecure. Yeah, yeah. You're in certain situations, but yeah, I definitely know what you're know what you're getting at there for sure. So, do you think confident? So, let's say losing losing or gaining confidence. Do you think it's more of a will it change based off of one event or would it be gradually over many events? And it, it could be for either either gaining confidence over. One event or many, or losing confidence over one event or many events. I speak first about losing confidence. I feel like that's more seen with like one big event, just because it's like so massive. I'll give an example. Like, like if there was like an ice skater, like a figure skater, and he was like, and she was doing some like twirl or something, and she like did some hard fall, like broke her leg, and she was like, really embarrassed about that. Would like that, like I feel like that would affect the confidence like much more than than just let's say like not performing as well, like not falling in her in her. Uh, Performances, but just like not performing as well. I feel like that's have, that would definitely have a bigger impact. So that's just one example. But I feel like overall, like bigger events kind of cause, for example, embarrassment, and like embarrassment leads to a lack of confidence. Or it could take time to get back to that level anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
definitely falling is a lot easier than, you know, climbing up the mountain. It's yeah. a lot e- yeah. easier to fall down the mountain than to climb up the mountain. And, uh, I agree with you. I think a big, a big mistake will definitely kill your yeah. confidence. But I think on the other end with, um, gaining confidence, I think one big event could help you a lot. Like, let's say, uh, you're, you're playing hockey and you score like a crazy goal. You know, everyone's going to be like going, talking about it for like a week straight. That's going to, you know, boost your confidence. Or another one. Or another one. I've got soft there scenario. What if there was like someone who, let's say like he's like a high school student and, uh, who was not very popular. He didn't have a ton of confidence, like just based off, not only our friends as, you know, like social structure is a big part of like how you perceive high school. But let's say like he posts like a video on TikTok and it goes like crazy, like has like all these views after like a few days and all of a sudden he's popular. That would, that, that would definitely change his confidence. That's like one big thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, with like smaller events too, I think a lot of the time those smaller events are actually more common than the bigger events. I mean, the bigger events are going to come and they're going to be more sporadic, but I think they're a little more rare than the smaller ones. And it's going to take the smaller ones to actually, at the end of the day, gain the full confidence that you need without obviously overdoing it and becoming overconfident. Yeah, that's true. I feel like, yeah, it's probably the best way to go out just because like to be confident, you kind of have to put yourself in a variety of scenarios and situations and meeting a lot of different people and doing a lot of different experiences just because you kind of get a you get to follow your identity more and kind of like know who you are as a person and I feel like if you're more of like a enthusiastic person that that way people will be more interested in you and like you're more confident with that I would think yeah um so let me ask you this can you so we've kind of already touched on it being able to tell if someone's confident or insecure based on their physical appearance like we mentioned earlier like shrugging the shoulders or like looking down, not looking people in the eyes. Do you think there's more ways to tell, like maybe verbally or are there more ways to tell if someone is confident or insecure? Yeah, I would think so. Maybe like someone who's like, for example, talking softly or like speaking very fast. Yeah. I in general speak very fast. So maybe, <laughs> maybe people think that about me. I don't know, but yeah. Um, I definitely, I don't know. I haven't really like, I don't really know too much about it just because it's hard to tell. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, you're not in someone's mind, but. I don't think there's a few out there that are kind of indicators about you. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, I think the physical aspect of it is kind of like the big giveaway of it. Um, verbally, though, I think if someone's talking about how good they are at something and keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep talking about it, I mean, maybe they are good at it, but it, there's going to reach a point where maybe they aren't that great at it. Yeah, it's true. Like, I feel like when someone is really good at something, they don't brag about it. That's true. That's true. Where if they keep bragging and bragging and bragging, they're probably not that great about it. Yeah. I feel like kind of people, like, but at the same time, they like to share their experiences because, like, they feel confident in who they are and what they've done. So, like, yeah. they want to share with others. But if they're talking about themselves, like, oh, I did, I accomplished this, I did that, I did this, I did that, like, yeah. may come off wrong. And I guess that could be seen as they're like a sign of not being confident, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a line with that, too. Uh, if it's sporadic versus like constantly, like if you're hearing it like every single day, obviously that's, you know, an indicator. But if it's very sporadic and, you know, just like with the topic of conversation, I don't think there's a problem with it. I think it's pretty normal. The next thing I want to ask is, can you talk confidence into existence? I, I would think so. But like if you keep telling yourself something over and over and over again, and let me, let me share, before you answer, let me share what I think. Just, you know, so you have some time to think about it. I think it's possible mainly because it's more of like a, like a positive, like feedback you're giving yourself like over and over and over. And you're kind of working that in your brain to do that. I'm trying to think of an example here, but 
let's just say working out. You're going to say, I'm going to keep working out. I'm going to keep working out. Like every day you, you wake up and you say you're going to like work out. And I mean, probably, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I mean, there are situations where people will say it and not do it, but I, that's kind of the gist that I'm getting at. Yeah. I feel like it's possible, but as long as you believe it, like you can't just say like, also it has to be like sort of like reasonable. You can't just say like, you can't be someone who's like never run, never done any sports or like never done anything, any, any kind of physical activity, then be like, I'm going to run a marathon in the yeah. next two months. Like that's really unrealistic. Yes, obviously. But that's, so it has to be realistic. And I feel like you also have to be working towards it. Like you can't just like say, I'm going to do this, but, but do nothing to pursue that goal. You have to like kind of build what you're doing into it to kind of uh, expand that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point to bring up. So I'm going to jump into comfort zones, kind of a related topic. Um, so obviously everyone has a comfort zone, whether again, with many scenarios, ranging from doing things that they like to just ordering like the same thing every single day from like their favorite restaurant, you know, many scenarios here. But I want to ask you, like, why don't people reach out of their comfort zones? Why do you think they don't reach out of their comfort zones? Well, that obviously depends on the scenario, but I think one big reason is why is that I feel like people sometimes are too worried about what others think about them. Like, for example, if let's say they wanted to like start up playing guitar, but like their friends, you know, they didn't think their friends would like that or like they don't think they'd have, your friends would approve of that. But yeah. like, or even let's say like a different instrument, like clarinet. Let's say like some guy was really passionate about playing the clarinet and his friends were like, yo, why would you do that? That's like not, that's not cool. Like, yeah, like only Squidward does that. Exactly. Only Squidward does that. That's not for him. He's not Squidward. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like, yeah, I think certain situations like that where like, I feel like sometimes people just worry about others' opinions too much rather than just focusing on what they want to do and jump out of their comfort zones. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, that is a good point that you bring up. Another thing that go with it is people don't really want to put in the time or energy or effort to come out of the comfort zone either because, I mean, it's called a comfort zone for a reason. Yeah. You're comfortable. They don't know if they like it or not. They don't exactly. know if this new experience will like it, be good or not. But at the same time, it could be like, like for example, if you don't want to try like some kind of food that's on the menu, that could be the best food you ever had in your life. You yeah. don't know that yet. But you won't know if you don't try it. Exactly. Just because they don't want to be feared by having something that's terrible. They just want to stick with what they know is good and like just keep playing safe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, comfort zones kind of, a, it plays into like an underlying uh, presence of fear. Exactly. Pretty much. Uh, do you think that risk takers are more likely to reach out of their comfort zone compared to people who like to play it safe usually? I would say so. I feel like risk takers are kind of more open to different kind of experiences and like they're more willing to try different things. So I feel that's kind of, kind of what going to comfort zones is. For example, like, like traveling, people like, people risk takers like to travel more, I feel like, and try different things. Even if like they go there and like they also don't like the vacation or wherever they did there, like they still tried it. And I think they got pleasure out of trying something new and like doing something that they don't usually do in their daily routine, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and tie this into confidence here. Do you think that confidence and comfort and reaching out of your comfort zone can be intertwined together? So you think it takes confidence to reach out of your comfort zone? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't think you. I don't think you necessarily have to be confident to reach out of your comfort zone. Um, I think that that could come just from maybe interest or like curiosity. But at the same time, like confident people, I feel like do more things. They're like not really like. Do more things that they are unused to and like try different experiences, I feel like for sure. But if you're stuck in your ways for a long time, that could be like definitely hard to break out of, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask you this. Do you think people who break out of the comfort zone more often and are more willing to try new things, do you think they experience like more, for example, personal growth or achievement? Yes and no. 
I think if they're constantly reaching, well, yeah, if they're constantly reaching out of their comfort zone, yes, they could. It's just a matter of how they handle the reaction to reaching out of their comfort zone. So if they reach out of their comfort zone and they have a bad experience from it, I think it matters on how they react to that bad experience, whether or not they're successful in that sense. But yeah, I think that's kind of how I feel about that. It depends on how they react to the situation. Yeah, I think for sure too. First, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to like, I feel like if you reach out out of the comfort zone and you like, for example, like something, you gotta be like, kind of have that balance of like keeping everything like secure and stable in your life. Like you don't want to like, there you go, I'm going to start like drinking because my friends enjoy drinking for socially and then get like a book. That'd be like obviously <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's I mean that, that's all I have here. Um, do you have any other thoughts about confidence comfort zones? Um, overall, I think we I think we pretty much covered it. Just like confidence is like something that's very unique and like interesting to think about, like where it comes from and like how different people uh, become more confident and and break out of the comfort zone. But yeah, there's been that's pretty much it. I mean. This was episode one of season two of the World Life Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys in the next episode.